Hey man, it's me, Kevin Smith. I just turned 50. Are you sitting there going, what do I get him? What do I get Kevin Smith? I've already given him so much of my money and time. But on this, his 50th birthday, what could I possibly get the man who has it all? I'll tell you what you can get. A membership in that Kevin Smith club. That's right, man. You could be a clerk, a mall rat, a fun employee, or a yoga hoser. Um, you get pins with one level, scripts with one level, and those just went out recently. People love them. Um, all the content, wake and bake three times a week, education. Um, Jay and Silent Bob get old, plus one, and plus all the archives of Smodco over the years. Uh, what are you waiting for, man? Come join us. Uh, jump on in. The water's fine. ThatKevinSmithClub.com children and dare you step inside the vegan abattoir kevin smith and i'm harley quinn smith uh okay episode seven mm-hmm. earmarked by the episode uh where i had to face my first uh grim truth of podcasting with harley um it's not my show in episode six we recorded <laughs> a hell of a fucking intro for harley dove into her interview with mean gene clean gene bauer and uh I went to listen to it, and I was like, I can't wait to listen back to the very funny conversation that went all over the place on many topics, including religion. So let's listen. And it was all shortened. It was all edited. You know what? I well, could just edit this. <laughs> yeah, no shit. I'm terrified <laughs> of saying anything in your Stalinistic fucking regime now. You control the media, for heaven's <laughs> sakes. The kid uh, took over editing the podcast, which... Uh, I'll be honest with you. My first knee-jerk reaction was like, what? Nobody edits Kevin Smith. I forgot my own name. And um, (laughs) then- You forgot your own name. (laughs) And then I was like, you know what? Like, isn't this what you want? Like the kid to take an interest and take it over. It's her show. Um, Like that's, this is great. Let her do that. Less responsibility for you. This becomes a fun thing that you get to sit down, record- and then never think about. And you just let it go. How did you arrive at that fucking conclusion? Well. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear this story. I know the last I heard before life turned upside down here in the abattoir of, of veganism is uh, the kid was like, can you put together the episode so that I could give it to Cartoona so that they can make Cartoona a week in advance? And I was like, that's fair. Absolutely. So we put together the episode. It was well in advance of when it was going to drop so that it could go to Cartoona. And Cartoona, if you've not seen, has been doing a beautiful, killer fucking job. So awesome. So awesome. One of my favorite things to look forward to every week is the little Cartoona cartoon that they make of Vegan Abattoir. They pull, like, we don't tell them what to pull. They just pull the minute that they is like, oh, that'll be a fun cartoon. And these fucking geniuses go to work. It's beautiful. It's bliss. So in any event, um, I gave her the file. And then... Um, it via, I guess it was you via text going, mm-hmm. um, it, I'm, I, how did you put it? Um, it's my show now. I'm the captain now. Exactly. Word for word. I'm the captain now, she said. And I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> she fucking seen the movies or what? Um, <laughs> what, uh, what happened? You listened to it? Who, or, or, um, well, 
you weren't being uh, timely enough. So then I decided that I wanted um, to be able to have control over the time that things were delivered. You heard it right there on Front Street. Control. Yep. (laughs) And then also contrary to... I must must have an ordered universe, Father. Excuse me. I must have one. You know what? I'm going to edit this fucking shit out. I am. If it's time, you interrupt me. <laughs> if you interrupt me, because in my head, it'll just be I'm cut out. i <laughs> fucking list. A list of cuts, old man. I am. I'm just going to start writing notes and being like, this part. <laughs> wow. um, look, that's all. Honestly, I applaud that. No, there's I, more. I don't really care. There's more. Show. Oh, fuck. Here we go. The contrary. Wish I was going to control the edit button. We can fast forward right Excuse to the Excuse me. Part. Go ahead. What were you talking about? Contrary to the past weeks. Yes. I now don't look at reviews. Oh, what, 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 what? So everything has been turned upside down in the abattoir. In the it truly is. Next, we'll be eating fucking pork pork chops or something like that. Why? The last week, the fucking single biggest joy of your life went Austin reading reviews bunnies kittens and fucking somewhere we were in like the top 20 me and mom but like (laughs) what what happened why the term did you read a bad one i saw a really mean one and it really upset me and um i then decided that i wasn't going to actually after having the conversation with our guest today Mm. toby morse punk rock legend he he has a podcast as well. He was like, fuck them people. He was like, you can't do that. And I was Read like. Read the reviews? Mm-hmm. Why is it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why does it make more sense coming from the punk rocker than your punk father? You? <laughs> but I've been saying. Bother this, you? This, this uh, you know, fucking uh, apple polisher here, fucking teacher's pet and shit, who kept reading all the fucking reviews and, and whatnot, had the temerity to send me a fucking bad review. It just popped up on my text. And I was like. What the fuck is that? I'm seeing a complete lack of fucking stars and lots of concern talk about how much they want to <laughs> like this, but, <laughs> but how, you know, can't get into it because one way and, and I, I fucking read no further than the first sentence, but I'm right back to her. I'm like, I didn't ask for this. I said, I don't read the good reviews. Please do not send me the bad. I'm more review. just like to casually send the ones that say, stop interrupting Harley. <laughs> um, look at her mom checking it. We're recording a podcast. If you open that door, you're on it. Why don't you guys just look at my outfit? No. Mom. <laughs> so important. Hey, editor. I'll leave that in. <laughs> oh, I <shit>. like that. Because <laughs> I have control. I have. I control. Control. I do what I want to be. Control. <laughs> I leave you. Now I'm all grown up. Ooh. I, what? Jimmy Jam. <laughs> I was just about to say I leave your impressions of me, but not that one. (laughs) That's a great impression um, of you singing Janet Jackson's Control. Um, All right. So we've firmly established who is in control. But we haven't realized why have you turned your back on reviews just because you're like, I don't don't need it. I like what I like and what I like. I like I am what I am. Like Popeye says, I am what I am. Um. (laughs) Anywho, it sounds like Dr. Seuss. (laughs) That's what Popeye used to say. I am what I am. Oh, 
<laughs> full of impressions. <laughs> I, leave them all in. Anymore cartoon of people will be like, woohoo! Something to draw. Do Say an, another name. Do an impression of mom. But it has to be different from your impression of me. Um, Kevin Smith! <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and scene. <laughs> um, well, because I used to never listen to the episodes. There's only six, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> in the month and a half that we've been doing such a it, hardship. I haven't been listening to them because I hate the sound of my voice. So I was relying on the comments to give me feedback that I could have given myself. Got an honest one. You were like, I, can't, I, 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 what, the, what? The, I couldn't handle it. You were confronting my notions. About my podcast, Buster! I could not take it. So how is it, but knowing that's out there, and knowing there's probably others that feel the same way, how will you possibly endure? Remember last time I was just like, that way lies ruin. I'm on a cleanse and I haven't I haven't looked at it in maybe like five days, which is the longest it's been since the, the month and a half ago that we started. I think you're showing tremendous, a <clears throat> tremendous amount of control. Now I'm all grown up. Woo, Jimmy Jam. Woo, woo. <laughs> um, good for you. I'm so specific. Weird. <laughs> um, good for you. You uh, you wanted control, and then you found uh, that you needed control. Mm-hmm. A girl and her dad. Thanks for hanging out with us here on Vegan Abattoir. For Vegan Abattoir. Excuse me. <laughs> oh, we got more to go. There's I was more. trying to edit ahead of you <laughs> before I get fucking chopped up. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> I went on a... Oh, never mind. It's what? Cut. I was going to tell him what I talked about last time, but you'll just double cut it. <laughs> yeah, no. I... <laughs> <laughs> this rocks. Um, I know. She this has. Rocks. She has all the... I'm the queen of the kingdom. <laughs> she's all grown up. <laughs> this rocks. Um, well, I like that though. You're you're now. Um, I'm like a fucking. I'm like I'm like uh, self correcting. You know what is it called? Um, infinite power. Little itty bitty bit living space. <laughs> I'm like the genie in Aladdin. <laughs> Little itty bitty living space. <laughs> I, I can say anything I want until you fucking take over and you. Yep. Make, edit my box into a very probably goes something like this uh you know uh greetings children and Derek. probably didn't even start there probably goes i'm harley quinn smith and then cuts right to the interview (laughs) (laughs) well i had a theory for a while that you just cut my side out of every episode and it was just (laughs) (laughs) you thought it was just me talking doing all the talking (laughs) yeah maybe that should have been your first uh hint that you were like perhaps i should say more things (laughs) perhaps i should say that um you know what Uh, god bless man i mean uh, smart bless we should say the uh the notion that uh you uh are editing it makes me happy I, i i dreamed in the beginning of this especially when i was cutting a two-hour interview over the course of four fucking hours i was like boy it'd be great if you fucking learned to do this and now you have. your wish has come true i know see happy birthday thanks speaking of which i'm 50 years old when last we did this show i was in my 40s man you were a young man yeah. now you're an elderly person oh man look at my life i'm a lot like you were. this episode is chocked full of <laughs> it's a video jukebox of sorts this is one of them jukebox musicals and shit um yeah i'm 50 and uh you know what i've learned in 50 years don't invite your kid on a podcast she'll fucking 
actual coup d'etat that shit over. take it over yeah now we're living in her regime Woo-hoo. talking about only the things she wants to talk about austin Fucking. and bunny yeah over and, and over austin. i can't wait to read re- read the reviews on episodes seven through ten with like austin it's all this fucking bunny talk <laughs> i have a bunny um we are speaking of austin and the bunny uh the bunny finally made its way onto uh celebrity its way. show her way onto for some people out there aren't like gender specific when it comes to animals and stuff. I just when you say its way, I feel like all right, her way. I'm, I'm depersonalizing her or whatever. The yes, fuck. Yeah, fair enough. Don't eat rabbits. There you go. Thank That's you. Thank things. you. In any event, she's her own person. The bunny edit this shit. The bunny uh, <laughs> showed up on Celebrity Show Off, um, and uh, Austin, of course, is found in every episode of Celebrity Show Off. But um, poor Austin, they fucking took after him. And I put up one of those Instagram like little videos from one of the last episodes of of uh, Sun and Lockdown for Celebrity Show Off. And um, they, I put it on. Normally, I put it in the morning, but I put this one on at night. And like the Brits, man, came out with like this fucking cringy, and they went after the show, and then they went after Austin, and there were all manner of people going after after Austin. Some people were like. I would never let my fucking daughter's boyfriend treat me that way. I'm like, neither would I. It's a fucking comedy. <laughs> like, it's a, it's a, you realize this ain't a fucking well, doctor. What did the one say? I hope they never have a child. Yeah. <laughs> they better, I, I hope they never have a kid or some such shit like that. It was they really, got really nasty. <laughs> unnecessarily so. And I felt bad for Austin because Austin is the opposite of his character on Son of Lockdown. He's nowhere near. The only thing they share in common is that very shaggy head of hair. It's That's true. About it. It's true. <laughs> um, but, uh, but, and, uh, I don't even think he, I don't even think he wears that hat in real life. Probably won't ever again after never this experience. Again. <laughs> Um, but they, yeah, boy, they came after him so fucking hardcore, unnecessarily so. And, um, you know, he, he was like, well, I guess I'm a pretty good actor if they hate me this much. <laughs> <laughs> He's dealing with, with internet hate for the first time. So what happens when you hook up with Kevin Smith and you tell him, you were like, Hey, bitch, I live through yoga hosers. <laughs> Try being his daughter on yoga hosers. <laughs> Nothing mattered as much as the one mean vegan abattoir comment. Nothing mattered as much as that. Did you not send that to me? It was that bad? That's the one I sent to you and you said, don't send me this. And that then you I, didn't read it. It was like a two-star review. Yeah, but it was a really mean, long comment. Um. Yeah, that'll happen. Why, 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 why bother? Then, I mean, my point was like, that was on my Instagram feed. And like, you know, sometimes people just kind of go hog wild, man, on a photo or something like that. I can't guess what it'll be. But normally the the, the fucking hostile environment is YouTube mm-hmm. in the comments section. And I thought that Celebrity Show Off was curating the comment section or just deleting the fucking nasty shit. And they were like, we don't touch those. Should you explain what Celebrity Show Off is? For those, I think we talked about a previous episode. But I think we have not, two, but just in case. Yeah, for those who are like, what the fuck are they babbling about? What is he babbling about? Why didn't she edit this part out? <laughs> Maybe I will. Yeah, totally. It could be gone, so I'm wasting my breath right now. <laughs> Everything I say is a waste of time. <laughs> no, this part's about Austin, so I'll leave it in. Thanks. Um, so uh, the uh, you know Celebrity Show Off is a show that we've been doing. Uh, on TBS, or I've been doing on TBS, and and uh, we make a little sitcom called Sun and Lockdown every week for the show. Um, every week we stay on, uh, they donate money to the charity we've chosen, which is the National Black Justice Coalition. Um, and it's been a good time. 
and uh it's you know the this show son in lockdown is predicated on excuse me harley bringing her <laughs> boyfriend home austin who's also named austin <gasps> but that austin can you digest never <laughs> i don't want to hear shit from you man you're like you should hear this one fucking burp man i hope you fucking don't edit that out if you ever do it on mic because it'll make people go like jesus man did a fucking did the swamp thing show up i've never done it in a public forum before <sighs> It's shocking, though. It's every time it uh, you, Brrr. my dad turns around and is so disturbed and confused. It's like a demon escapes her body. It's it crazy, really man. is. I have a burping problem, but anyways, continue. <laughs> uh, so uh, that's the show, and uh, we've been competing for what what I thought would be like two weeks has wound up being uh, almost nine weeks in total. So we shoot the last episode of Sun and Lockdown uh, tomorrow, and. Um, the you know it was predicated on austin coming here to live with us but austin in real life is wonderful and sweet and stuff and the austin in the show is a pest he's you know fucking urkel or whatever so some cats really like just be like well if kevin's name is kevin and he's got a daughter <laughs> named harley and he's married to jen and nana popper there then austin must be real i know oh that makes, I mean, see what I'm saying? That so makes sense. That makes sense for the people who are like, I wouldn't let him treat me that way. Yeah. What, you know, then there are just people who are like, fuck him. And like, I can't do anything about them. That's the internet and shit. As we shoot the last episode of Son of Lockdown tomorrow, I'm sure like we're all going to be like uh, happy, like, yay, we did it. But one person probably going to be happiest of all, where he's just like, thank God, I won't get beat up anymore. YouTube is where the comments are generally the worst. Comments about him on YouTube are so, are so nice. sweet, exactly. And it, it felt weird that it was the nasty stuff was on my Instagram feed. But Do you think that people never think before. it's a reality show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They think. That. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I mean, I hate, yeah. I don't even know how else to say that because my name is my name, because of my house, because you are you, and everything is the same. Yeah. Like, this is an audience trained huh. on watching fucking, like, Housewives and Beverly Hills and shit. That's and true. Atlanta. So I guarantee you, and I'm not saying everyone, I'm saying, but there's a cross-section of the audience out there that's probably like, mm, I would throw his ass out. I don't care what she says. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So you're making new friends all over the place with this vegan abattoir I podcast. really am. It's pretty great. If anything... Even if people continue to give me mean comments, at least I'm making new friends. Well, well you'll never know if they're giving you mean comments anymore. That's true, because you I'm never looking reviews. again. a girl. I'm on a five-day streak. Yeah, yeah, keep it going. Who needs that? You know what? You lived your life up till vegan abattoir without looking at a comment section for anything. Actually, I have to say something. I have to confess that oh, wasn't God. all true. Oh, I do. I do. I do check the reviews. I just, I don't, I don't read the comments, but I do check to see our star rating. And has it dropped? It's 4.5. And is that what it was when you got the bad review yes. last week? Yes, yes, yes. So it hasn't changed? No. Have any reviews been added? Does it tell you that much? Yes. I've seen, I see reviews being added. I'm just not going to the comment section. You're not reading the actual review. Yeah. No, I'm just seeing the number of reviews that we have and the number of stars that we have. I see. I just wanted to be honest. <laughs> You're like, I'm not dealing with the English. I'm just doing the math part. That's... I don't do the verbal. I do the math. Yes. <laughs> um, there is, uh, there's wisdom there. I'm telling you. Just do your thing. Do the thing that makes you happy. Never tailor it to somebody else and stuff. And, uh, you know, as long as you're not offending somebody. But believe me, 
you're offending people just by putting word fucking vegan in the title. It's true. So, you know, but endeavor not to offend people in this world. That's what we do. And uh, if they're offended by the stuff that like, you know, I mean, who the fuck gets offended by a vegan? If anything, be like, more meat for me. Yum, yum, yum. Uh, But this guest wasn't mean, getting back on track. Yes, this guest was lovely. Who is this guest this week? Our guest this week is Toby Morse. He is a punk singer in the band H2O. Thank you for the background. And he advocates for a positive mental attitude, a PMA. And he goes and speaks to young people about He's Stop a, it, mate, you little fucking brat. He's <laughs> not <laughs> British. <laughs> um, oh, he also says that he's seen you on uh, Running a lot. But now I was like, well, you can go say <coughs> hi now because <laughs> because you're in our episode. He's like, I've been on your podcast. I'm like, no, you haven't. He's like, yeah, I think no, you haven't. We're gonna fist fight on Running Canyon. Yep. <laughs> Someone gets you pushed off the up. hill. Yeah, I'm like fucking hanging from a branch. A helicopter Running comes. rescue, and you're like shouting down on a bullhorn. Dad, he was on our podcast. <laughs> he actually was. Now you tell me. <laughs> what? Uh, what is? Uh, what's the name of the band? H2O. H2O. Mm-hmm. And they're a punk band that was based in new york or came out of new york 25 years ago and he has a son and his son performs with him on stage sometimes his son's a drummer oh, so this guy's old as fuck like me he's 40 i think oh my god i'm older than this fuck maybe he's fit no i think he's 40 uh but he's got a kid a kid who could play with him on stage mm-hmm. unless he's like a fucking baby savant is he like an amadeus mozart or something like <laughs> no, that no no playing a fucking like that piano thing what's it called harpsichord a, <laughs> i think he's a teenager um how awesome man fucking be able to jam with your dad uh, to be able to you know get into your dad's like line of work and share a microphone with him what must know that what be like that's like at all <laughs> <laughs> uh and uh what did you guys talk about we- don't do it all but what uh what are we looking forward to here? Give us the highlights. The highlights. Um, well, it's just really cool because he describes himself as a straight edge punk. So he's like covered in tattoos, but he's vegan and has also like never touched drugs or anything like that. Do what? Is he, that, do you find that uh, like our, our, I'm not going to say our most punks vegan, but uh, it, there's a big veganism section in the punk. Mm-hmm. There's a Venn diagram where they cross over a lot. Yes, which is really cool because when we talk about it briefly, but how there's a whole, you know, preconceived notion when you see somebody covered in tattoos and you're like, oh, they must be really hardcore or something. But then they're like, oh, yeah, no, I'm a vegan and I'm going to Veggie Grill and getting a Beyond Burger. I don't know. It's just cool. I would see a lot of tatted up dudes at Veggie Grill back when you could eat inside Veggie Grill. I miss those days. Those were good days. I miss the tatted dudes. I don't miss the tatted dudes because every time I saw them, I was like, am I butch enough? <laughs> go back to eating you my have fucking tattoos. vegan burger. <laughs> you have tattoos. I do, but they're kind of lame, especially compared uh, to like- My name is on your arm. Let me finish. Especially compared to like drawings of fucking Satan and shit like that. You know, that's kind of metal and shit. Tells people exactly like, stay the fuck away. These tattoos are like, one arm says Harleys, the other arm says Jenny's. And what that says when people read them are like, pussy whip. <laughs> no. <laughs> Controlled. 
<laughs> That's my song. Controlled. That is your song. Now she's all grown up. Ooh, woo, Jimmy James. <laughs> I think you've sung that five times. <laughs> well, if you haven't cut them cut out, it would have been 15. I'm sure you took them out. Um, all right. The interview portion of this show. Are you editing your interviews as well? Mm-hmm. Atta girl. That's the, that's the stuff right there, man. You want to talk about control, man. You can make yourself fucking Barbara Walters good by just fucking going like, next question. And just cutting all fucking, all the air out. Shit. Now you understand the it's game. It's nice. I like it. Yeah. It's a fun game. <laughs> I like it. I'm having a nice you time. You want to play the dozens? Well, the dozens is a game, but the way I fucking, oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't the care. Adages, <laughs> you want to play the dozens of the dozens is a game, but the way I fuck your mama is a goddamn shame. But in this instance, I would be saying that to you, and you'd be like, "But that is my mom." Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and what do you mean it's a shame, mom? Mom, <laughs> cutting that out. Me. Actually, like leaving that in for proof. <laughs> help mm. me. <laughs> Anyways, here's our guest. Without further ado, um, listen to these two punks. Hello and welcome to the interview portion of Vegan Abattoir. Our guest this week has been an icon in the punk world for 25 years. He's the singer of the band H2O and on top of that is an animal and human rights activist. Welcome to the show, Toby Morris. Hello. Woohoo! I'm here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thank you for being here. I have so many different areas that I want to cover. But first, since this is Vegan Abattoir, will you please tell us a little bit about your journey with veganism? My journey with veganism started when I I was 17 years old. Um, I was living in New York City and a big part of the punk and hardcore movement in New York City was animal rights and human rights and equal rights and everything awesome to change the world. Um, and I lived in a place, uh, I lived in a house with a band called Gorilla Biscuits in Queens, New York, and they were all vegetarian, straight edge. And um, I was lucky enough to sing on their record. And one of the songs was called Cats and Dogs. And the main chorus was Thou Shall Not Kill. And I hadn't really ate a lot of meat growing up because uh, my mom was, you know, raising three boys and we were eating. I think the only time, my mom made like this crazy meatloaf. That's the only thing she really made. But we were really like, we were like a big meat eating family anyway. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, I left, I, I was living on my own in New York, living with these guys and they totally inspired me to become vegetarian and especially singing thou shall not kill on that song was a really powerful thing and the song's called cats and dogs and it's about how cats and dogs have all the luck but why don't other animals have all the luck mm-hmm. and um at those shows there was like PETA had like there were like PETA pamphlets there were they, they had like a television so at some of these shows it was showing the, like the slaughterhouse videos and it was really sh- shocking and disgusting and horrifying especially being that age and uh, so just seeing those videos at the shows and the people that I was hanging out with were on the vegetarian tip. Um, it, it, it just I just made the instant decision to, to, to go that route. I was completely inspired. And um, soon after that, the veganism followed and, you know, stopped wearing uh, leather and stuff like that. And living in New York City, wearing like Converse and Vans and like freezing ass cold canvas shoes like in the winter <laughs> yeah and, and, and just totally like sacrificing to the animals and doing what i could um yes yeah, so it was it was the punk scene i mean it was a hardcore scene um in new york city and to this day i feel that hardcore and punk rock music and obviously morrissey meet his murder before right before that mm-hmm. is, is is some of the, the the real music that was actually touching on animal rights way before people even knew how to pronounce the word vegan like people couldn't even pronounce the word the word back then yeah and and and, and there was 
they were, I was part of this movement. You know, a lot of the punk rock, earlier punk rock was like anarchy and fuck your parents and all this shit. I'm like, I actually love my mom. I don't hate my parents. And, you know, and the hardcore music to me was like, let's make a difference. It's easy to say fuck everything. Let's change some things. And so their message was, let's change the world. Let's, let's fight for animals and fight for humans and fight for equality. And that's the kind of hardcore that, and the positive hardcore that really attracted me as a kid and really like changed my life. So yeah, it's been since 1980, late 1987, since I ever had any any animals. It's wow. crazy. It's thirty. It's like 34 years right now. Holy crap. I mean, that's um, awesome. <laughs> So yeah, so just, you know, my family's like that. My wife was OG vegan in the 80s. She had like, um, she had adopted a cow. Like she, she's the one that got me into it. And um, yeah, my son's never had animals. And um, yeah, so it's just stuck with me my whole entire life. And, you know, it's amazing now, fast forward to 2020, all the alternatives and, and so many uh, options for so many people to try it. It's, it's just a whole different world now. And I'm super happy that I'm, I'm here to see the world change like that, you know? Absolutely. And I have so much respect for the OG vegetarians and vegans who who were doing it in a time where it was not as easy as it is now. And oh, yeah. like sometimes still now, depending on where you are in the world, it could be more difficult. Um, like in LA, it's, it's, it's pretty easy. You can pretty much go anywhere. They can make you something vegan, but in different places in the, in the U S or really all over the world, it's, it's still kind of hard sometimes. And in the eighties, like I, I can't even oh my imagine what, what you went through. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I get I know, frustrated go- <laughs> now. I can't imagine, like, trying to explain what vegetarianism even is. <laughs> I know. Back then, like, going to Europe, like, in the early 90s and, like, brutal. Going to Japan in the early 90s. I mean, Japan's so vegan-friendly now. But back then, it was just just traveling and just bringing, like, bags of nuts and, yeah. you know, bars or whatever they had. Like, just, it was it was crazy. It was a lot of sacrificing, man. But it was, I mean, it's, it's, it's not about me. It's about the animals. And um, But now, it's just, we live in California. We live, like, in the vegan mecca. It's, it's like, so true. <laughs> we're so spoiled. Like I always tell myself, as soon as I get on the airplane to go, go on tour to Europe or go anywhere, I'm like, I have to get out of my like LA vegan snob mentality yeah. and like, just gotta, in like, in deal, whatever I get, I get in every country I eat what I can eat. You know what I mean? Like, it's not going to like I, LA is such a high level of like, we get everything we want anywhere we want here, you know? It's so true. I didn't even, I wasn't even honestly thinking about the touring aspects before we started. Yeah. But that must be so challenging when, especially when going to other countries and everything to, to keep yeah. finding vegan food. Yeah. I mean, it was early 90s, man. It was just about falafels yeah. or like a pizza with no cheese or french fries or beans and rice. I mean, we had like we I've been through every stage of the worst veggie burger like like the total <laughs> like the total like um vegetable burger like greasy burger like the hippie patties and then like Ugh. the hockey the hard ass hockey puck boca burgers which my son still loves but like <laughs> yeah. like, like like those like those really oh man but now which is incredible is that because of Impossible and Beyond, a bunch of my friends who aren't vegans, they can actually eat stuff that tastes good that might actually make them think, wow, I can do this. So like the fact that we have these other options now that aren't mainly catered to us as vegans, it's more catered to the meat eaters to get them to cross over. It's awesome that there's these options now that actually taste 
really good. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. No, absolutely. And this this is totally random, but just came to my mind. So I, I want to ask your opinion. Um, I was having this conversation with somebody the other day about the idea of lab-grown meat and how, like, in my opinion, I don't think I, I would eat lab-grown meat just because... Me either. Yeah, right? I, I feel like it's more of a no. thing that's for non-vegans to... to I, don't, I, I don't really know. I... I just want to hear other vegans' opinions because for me it seems like no, I don't really think so. I think it's so awesome, but like I don't think I would feel comfortable eating lab-grown meat. Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't either. And then that's the thing: like we have to understand that just because we're vegans and all the stuff that's coming out is vegan, it's not. It's not. These aren't even vegan companies. I feel like the big picture for Impossible and Beyond, they're saving hundreds of thousands of cows, and that's the big picture. It's not about us. And mm -hmm. I feel like if, if if vegans want to go try the Burger King Whopper or go to Del Taco, that's their choice. But it's not only for us. So I think that some people get it twisted and they get upset that they think like, oh, they put mayo on that at Umami Burger, this and that. Well, you can get it without it, or don't even get it because yeah. you have so many other you have so many other options. This is so people like I love. Chef Tall's motto, world, world peace starts in the kitchen. If you can get people to come and eat amazing vegan food and you're with friends who aren't vegan, like, holy shit, this is amazing. This doesn't taste like, because people prejudge vegan food so much. They think it's like just lettuce or whatever. This is a stereotype of vegan food. It doesn't give you muscle. It doesn't give you protein. And so they have these pre-judgments of it before they even try it. But when the food's amazing, it's amazing. It doesn't matter what it is. You know what I mean? So it's like I feel like this other options, we don't have to try it. Like you said, it's cool, but I'm not going to try it. I'm not going to try some lab grooming. I don't need to because mm -hmm. I like other foods that make me feel better. I I'm not really interested in it. But if that lab meat helps turn one or two or 20 or 100 people to be vegan, then that's awesome. That's that's the thing. You know what I mean? Like, it's not really about us. I really dig hearing that opinion because like, they're all I, I've been talking a, a lot about this on um, on the podcast lately about like all these new options at, at fast food chains, which is so awesome. But I think a big part of it, obviously, is to have accessible vegan food, but also so that the norm isn't to go get a, a very horrible quality beef burger. Like, you could go to the same place that's really easy and accessible, but you'll you'll be able to to find a healthier, much better option for you. And exactly that can be for everybody. Like, it doesn't just have to be for us. And I'd like to think in my heart that really it it is to positively influence other people who might be like vegan food what but then if it's at somewhere like burger king or el pollo loco which i've been talking so much about um or like kfc they'll see it and, and see that it's being normalized that vegan options are becoming like a larger part of normalized society it's not just yes like terrible quality meat and dairy filled the grossness like the, the vegan yeah. food is accessible too yeah and it's and it's like you know the more people that support it the more, i mean i've i've got some uh stats from people in our world that like how a lot a lot of the impossibles are they're crushing these places people are getting that instead of the real meat and that's what you want you want people to try something they're like why well, I, I could actually fuck with this and it's and it's it, just by them doing it, they're saving a cow. And that's what it's about. It ain't about what me and you feel, if we would fuck with it or not. This is about 
other people trying it and, and crossing over. Like, I don't know if I'll ever go and try those chicken nuggets. I've never been into a Kentucky Fried Chicken in my freaking life. Yeah. Maybe since maybe, maybe, maybe in the 80s, I was in there getting uh, mashed potatoes. I don't even know when I've ever been in there. So I don't know if I could do that. But I support it. And I see my vegan friends support it. I think it's dope. I'm not judging anyone. Like, all that shit helps because, like you said, it's normalizing food. Because for a lot of vegans, like, oh, vegans are weird. They're so extreme. The vegans are skinny. Vegans can't get muscle. Vegans got no protein. Absolutely. And now, and now, and, and now that now, like, yo, people like people actually love the food. Yes, it's processed and, and it's not the best thing for you, but it's better than a fucking hamburger. It's better than chicken. It's, you know what I mean? Like, it's I don't know, man. It's. I know the argument, I get it, but at the same time, sometimes vegans can be um, their worst enemy, and I feel like it's not about this whole thing is saving lives of animals. It, it doesn't, it ain't about us, who's the coolest vegan, who does this. It's like, we're using our voice, we're using our platforms, and we're fucking trying to speak for the for the voiceless and save them. And if that's inspiring meat eaters to go to fucking get the Whopper, that's so sick. We don't have to do it. I, I'll make my own food at home. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm like, I'm like, I'm more of like a juice. I'm more like a healthy, like greens, you know, mm. kale. I, I try to really be, I try to really like try to lead by example. If I'm fi- I just turned 50 years old. I feel like I'm in my thirties, but like I just try to eat really well and try to eat healthy. And yeah, I will have some fake stuff here and there, but it's not, it's not on my daily. You know what I mean? Like it's not, yeah. I don't know. No, I totally get it. And I think like, that's just a perfect example of how accessibility to vegan food is so important because a lot of the time the question gets brought up um that vegan diets aren't affordable and it's like yes there there are very expensive like meat alternatives and dairy alternatives but that's not that doesn't have to be what veganism is veganism no. comes in so many different forms so like there are raw vegans there are you know the pretty unhealthy vegans like myself who <laughs> eats like tons of <laughs> pastas and and shit like that you're young I try. I'm trying, but I, you know, especially (laughs) during this time during COVID and stuff, all I want to do is like comfort myself with a nice vegan pizza or something like that. Of course. (laughs) But that's just to say, like, veganism comes in in so many different forms, and it does. Like, it doesn't have to be one exact thing. It, It really is up to the individual and it's not it's like i i my whole my whole life i've never been preachy like i i want to i want to lead by example like i don't want to scare people away from this i don't want to shove it in their face i want to like yo come check this out like i, I bring friends who aren't vegan to the pig vigils and i just do do shit like that like i want to like I, I'm, but i'm not trying to like because if you do that people are gonna be like no they're gonna rebel against it like no fuck that you know what i mean like you just gotta like show them and say listen i, I feel like i look young for my age and you could do that too if you turn your shit around right now or if they ask you why do you look young why do you work out every day because i'm because i have so much energy because this is my diet and this is how i live my life like it's like you know what's even crazy when i went we've been going to the grocery store during the during this covid dude all the vegetables are fully packed nobody's even touching the vegetables man it's so, it's so weird. crazy it's so <laughs> weird everybody's going and getting like the canned tuna and like <laughs> it's, it's so tripped out it's so tripped out like how many vegetables are on that and, and and vegetables are cheap like people say vegan isn't cheap you can get vegetables and beans and rice and nuts all that stuff you don't need to be like having having like you said like the impossible and all that stuff is great but i'm saying like you can you can eat so like frugally whatever 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 like vegan on the budget i know plant-based news they have all that stuff like the little charts yeah. vegan on the budget i send that to my friends all the time or people that dm me about like it's so expensive it's not man it it's really is. i mean I'm, not. it's not i know 
to eat healthy. But people aren't trying just to eat vegetables. I get it. But like but beans and rice and quinoa and kale. You know what's crazy? In the 80s, I never even heard of kale or quinoa. Where was this shit when I was starving? Like, where was quinoa? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's true. It's true. Yeah. There's so there's so much available to us now. And it is so fortunate that so many of the like grains and um, obviously vegetables and fruits are vegan. And those are also some of the most affordable um, yeah. foods, like these grains, like rice and, and quinoa, like you said, all these different, what's the word I'm looking for? Like just a very important part of uh, diet. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, Fruits, vegetables, nuts, grains, yeah, tofu, Exactly. Tempeh. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We're, we're living in a good time is, is basically what I'm saying. <laughs> we're living in a good <laughs> time to go vegan. <laughs> And it's a good time for people, yeah, to go, yeah, I'm saying it's a good time for people to like cross over. And I really do think in the past couple of years with like what the health and game changes and Calispiracy, I think a lot of those came at the right time. And a lot of people like checked it out. And so many people are, are on that path now and got inspired by it. I think that's great. It wasn't from their vegan friend nagging at them. They actually watched the doc on their own and they got inspired. They see people turn their lives around from like cancer cells and diabetes and all this stuff by changing their diets. And I think that's super inspiring. You can see somebody actually living it. And I feel like this world has really got more conscious in the past couple of years. I think, I think a lot of people are really being more conscious of what they're eating. I really do. And I think social media helps that. All these docs, there's so many different places for people to get information that wasn't available before, I guess, you know? That's so true. I, I mean, there's so many different people and so many different forms of content pushing out our message of veganism and compassion and um mm-hmm. ethical vegans vegans for for your health vegans for the environment like there are all these different sources coming in with all this new information too like as i and i i love the medical side of veganism even though that's not at all why i did it but i do find it so fascinating because it's such a it is such a big um like it's it really draws so many people in once you start to talk about like oh well did you see this article about how veganism cured this person's cancer or like yeah have you heard about um my dad who lost 100 pounds from being vegan like there are all these different incredible stories about how veganism has completely like changed a person's health or completely saved their life and i I always find that so interesting even though like i said that's not why i did it but i I did it for the animals but that is such a important aspect of it to touch on because everybody wants to keep their health intact (laughs) and yeah if you have an easy way to do it like just by changing your diet a little bit then i i I feel like everybody should be for it, you know? Yeah, and I think that I feel like a lot of those docs, it'd be really cool if they got played in some like high schools and stuff. Some of those not not so graphic ones. I feel like uh, what the hell wasn't so graphic when some some people get turned off by that and maybe even like game changers. I think some of those should be shown in some schools because the schools that the the food at schools is terrifying also. Oh, and uh, yeah. And I think there are a lot of young kids who are being more conscious and about the environment, about what they're eating. And like like you said, like if you're if you're not eating meat because of your health or because you care about the animals or because of diet i don't care you're not eating animals that's all i care about you're saving lives that's all it matters whatever it is whatever is the reason why you're doing it i'm you're saving lives and that's the whole point of all this you know it's like not agree more it is so true that is what we're all about especially here on vegan abattoir that is that is all that we're about just however whatever whatever really gets you there 
to veganism to each their own but if you if you've reached yeah. this point or if you're even curious about it that's that's a huge thing to me too is that obviously in an ideal world I'd like everybody to be vegan, but, um, yeah, even little steps, even changing a day, um, out of your week to be, to be plant-based or even just meatless that helps every, yep. like every little step counts. And that's something to always keep in mind for the, for the vegan curious. Yeah. I was just going to say that like baby steps is awesome. Like you said, me this Mondays and it turns into, Oh, me this Tuesdays. We're like the baby steps. You don't have to, this is a, this is like a life changing choice. So once you're in, you're in, I think. And it's like, take your steps, whatever it takes, and then you get there, you get there. And I think once you get there, you realize, oh my God, I feel so great. I have all this energy. I feel so much healthy. My blood pressure's down. My cholesterol's down. Then you realize that like, you made the great decision. But yeah, whatever it takes you to take those steps, it's awesome. Like, I support it. Hell Now's yeah. the time. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Now is the time. Now is absolutely the time to be vegan. Um, <laughs> there's never a wrong time. Um, you, you touched on on going to to vigils which uh, i'll be honest with you i have never i've never been to one um i cannot get myself to go i i hear you i it's and i i respect everybody who does and i hope one day i'll be able to get the courage to go but can you explain what a vigil looks like for those who may not know yeah i mean first time i went honestly like i'm like why am i going because i'm already vegan it's not going to make me any more vegan it's going to make me more freaking angry Yeah. And I can't do anything and I can't save these pigs. And I was so shell-shocked. I was, for like a week, I was so numb and so depressed and so beat down by this. But once I snapped out, I was like, I'm going to go, I got to start bringing people to this who aren't vegan. Basically, it's at uh, Farmer John's and these, they slaughter thousands of pigs a week and they become the Dodger dogs, which is like not mm -hmm. far from the stadium. And so these trucks come, it could be a couple trucks, it could be a dozen, it could be 30 trucks. And there's a group of us and it's super peaceful. We all have to stay on the sidewalk and there's, there's, police out there and they and, and they they make sure it's peaceful and the truck stop and you're allowed to go up and look at these pigs and give them water and the pigs have been on the truck for maybe a week and they're so freaking thirsty they're so like distraught and it's at night so actually people are filming so they can spread spread the word what's happening here so there's lights on and stuff and you just give them water and they're so freaking thirsty and they have this moment with you and they're looking in your eyes and and i've had people say that they've seen some of the pigs looks like they're crying but these pigs have this moment with you where they're with a human the human's not treating them like shit it might be the actual first time they have they have any kind of interaction with a human where it's not evil And so you're giving them water and they're so thirsty and people are petting them. My wife's like bawling, give them the, it's, yeah. I, I was, I, I was, I was, I was bawling and they give them the water. And so you have this moment and the pigs are going crazy and they're shitting there. And sometimes there's ones that may be dead already. They might've died on the fucking trip and it huh. smells so bad. And then the trucks go in and then maybe like, I don't know, 20 to 30 minutes later, you hear them screaming. You can hear, if you go close and hear them screaming, being prodded off the trucks, taken into the slaughterhouse it is so freaking heavy man and it's like I, i i can't explain it and sometimes it smells really bad it smells so freaking bad oh, and and so so what's what's kind of kind was kind of hard to even what kind of fucked me up more is that like damn we just gave these pigs hope that they're getting some water and ha and then like and then they leave a group of passionate people Give them one, and then they go and they get killed. Oh and it's like, it's, and they're probably like, yo, why didn't these people just save us? They just give us water. We'd have the truck stop. Like, so that's the frustrating part to me 
it's like I like going to bring people so they can see where their where, where like their bacon comes from and just look in their eyes and see they just smart ass animals looking at them yeah. and they have fucking feelings. But at the same time, you feel kind of helpless because it's like we can't save them. That's why my son's like, yo, I want to save at least one. So you you want to you want to run in there and save, but you can't. And and I don't know what the pigs are feeling, but I know at that moment that you that you did something so nice for them as a human that maybe never happened to them before as a human. Like you get some people used to give them apples and stuff. I don't think you do that no more. But we'll give them and you have a moment with them, and it's it's a beautiful, heavy moment. And um, damn, I'm getting, I'm getting emo fucking telling you this right now. Actually, no, I mean uh, it's uh, it's uh, hard. Oh, it's, it's it's fucking rough. I and I have so much respect for you for being able to go and i really hope i can get myself to go one day because it it seems very important like i mean i i don't know i i even have a hard time talking about it it's just really difficult to talk about i know i i I, i'm literally getting mad emo right now tearing up talking to you and because i never really talked about it on the podcast or explained it some people just like need to see that in order for it to click because otherwise they might not be able to understand what it really is that that animals go through and where they come from because you you just see it packaged you don't see it in their eyes you see that they're they're breathing living creatures you know what i'm saying like it's it's crazy man it's you know it trips me out it trips me out when these people that are like they love dogs so much and they rescue dogs and that's super dope. I have so many friends like that. But then they have a hamburger at night and they don't put the two and two together. But I have a lot of friends recently who just – one of my friends just went vegan. He's like, yo, I'm looking at my dogs and then I'm looking at – and thinking about the food. And my friend's like snapped. He's like, I can't do this no more. Yeah. And he just became vegan. It just came being vegan because you don't think about that because we're programmed to think, you know, the cats and dogs are the pets and then these are the ones you eat. But if you go there and you see a pig – and you see their eyes and they're looking at you and they're so fucking scared. Oh my God, dude. This is, it's brutal, man. It's, I can't even but imagine. I, 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 I want to be there when you go. I want to go there when you go. Okay. I want to make it happen. I mean, yeah, I, 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 I need to get there one day. I, I just, it's like, I mean, even talking about it and hearing, hearing you talk about it, I'm, te- I'm tearing up a little too, but it's just like, the, I think that is the, the most, real it it gets because like you can watch documentaries and there's horrible yeah intense footage or, or undercover investigation yeah footage but this scene it firsthand is is like totally different story that's a whole new level of witnessing I mean, their pain yeah you could you can pay me a million dollars to go into a slaughterhouse I could never do that. I, I know some vegans who've been to the. I could never do that. No, I would freaking. I, I didn't know what I'd do. So like knowing that that's what after seeing those videos and knowing that like less than thirty minutes or the thirty minutes later they're gonna be gone. It, it's over for them, and it's like, ugh, I don't know, man. It's it's heavy. So yeah, it didn't make me any more vegan. Yeah. It just made me. It, it, it made me sad. It made me angry, and it made me so proud that I haven't ate one of those. I haven't ate a pig in over thirty years. You know, what I mean, that made me like proud. Like I didn't support any of this shit. That I live like a. The best i can because it's impossible to be a perfect human let alone be a perfect vegan but true true <laughs> but you know you know what i'm saying live a completely cruelty for your life that means you you know you can't fly on an airplane with leather seats you can't take an uber with leather seats you can't let the, the dentist put all that shit in the mouth that's been tested on animals like you can't can some things you can't control in life but but i, I can show that i don't put those things in my body or wear them and so seeing the pigs and having that connection and knowing that like i'm not a part of that shit you know what i mean that, that made me proud but um, the main goal is to bring non-vegans there, I think. And if your friends that known you for so long are open-minded to check it out, 
I think it's amazing just to go see it. You know what I mean? Have that have that moment, you know? No, absolutely. And I have so much respect for that. And I, I will get there one day. And when I'm there, you'll be there too with me. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I'll probably have to go like stay in my room for a week or two and not come out. <laughs> um, to, de- yeah, to decompress. Yeah, yeah, to decompress that shit. But okay, on a happier note, um, <laughs> let's talk about One Life, One Chance. That is so awesome. And PMA, I was reading all about it and i thought it was so dope can you can you explain all of that yeah um so once again pma i learned in punk rock um there's a guy named napoleon hill who wrote these books in the 60s and one was called think and grow rich that's his biggest one. Oh my god one- that's that's so not wait that's sorry i'm i'm having a, a moment um that <laughs> my my boyfriend who is who is pescatarian um He's working his way towards veganism, but he that's oh, like his good. favorite book. He 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 has read it like ten plus times. Okay, so he knows what PMA means because this guy is the one who came up with PMA. Oh my god, so, I had no idea. Yeah, so he has another book called Success Through a Positive Mental Attitude. So this guy wrote these books. Basically, the PMA is 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 what the mind can conceive and believe it can achieve. So anything you set your mind to and believe in. You can make happen. So, so this band called the Bad Brains, they were inspired by Napoleon Hill and they came out with a song called Attitude. We got that PMA. So they were inspired by this book. They brought it into the hardcore punk community, which inspired millions of people. I would hope because Bad Brains are a huge, huge influence on a lot of people. I hope they yeah, inspired no, the world, which so they did, <laughs> which, which they did. So they inspired a, a, bunch, a millions of people and I'm one of them. And so that whole thing stuck with me as a kid too. I was always a, a positive kid and um, loved positive hardcore and, and uh, it just stuck with me. And so what happened with this One Life, One Chance is that, which is that is named after an H2O song. And um, so let's rewind. This teacher in Rockaway, Queens, she was doing like a PMA CD, mix, mix CD for her students. And she put all of her favorite songs on there. And one of the songs was a song I wrote called Sunday. And that's about my dad dying and me becoming a dad. And she put it on there. And these kids don't know nothing about punk rock, don't come from punk rock. They're teenage kids in Queens. And um, they were supposed to write an essay about their favorite song. And almost 90% of the class wrote an essay on my one song in the mix. They picked that song. Aww, so that's so awesome. Yes, yeah, so she sent me these handwritten letters about the song, like 50 kids in class. And I was crying, reading these letters about what the song meant to them. And then she's like, next time you come to Queen, New York, come speak at the school. I'm like, speak? I don't speak at schools. And she's like, yeah, you're like covered in tattoos. You're a vegan, you're straight edge, you're a punk rock dad, you're a skateboarder, and just and tell these kids about your life. And so I like spent months on a freaking PowerPoint, whatever. I learned how to do a PowerPoint. Yeah. And um, I had all these index cards in my back pocket. And I was so freaking nervous. And two, and uh, actually Tall from Crossroads came with me and my friend Vaughn. And we went out there and I just spoke to a classroom. I had like a PowerPoint presentation. I just showed pictures of my life. You know, these are the people who inspire me. These are the people who are straight edge. These people are vegan. These are my friends who died of overdoses. And I just had this mm-hmm. moment in this classroom and like kids were like crying, reading me their letters in the class. I was bugging out and they were hugging. It was just a really incredible moment. Nothing that I've ever felt as being on stage playing a show it's totally different things like wow. speaking to a classroom my main concern is like i can't say fuck i swear a lot on stage i can't <laughs> swear in front of, i can't swear in front of these kids and as soon as i grabbed the mic i never once pulled out any any index cards out of my back pocket i just went i just flowed with it i just like went I, while looking at photos of my life and my dad i just kind of flowed with the thing 
anyway, long story short, I posted about it. And then out of nowhere, like all these kids from punk rock who are like became parents, they're on the PTA, they're principals, they're uh, counselors, all these people from my community, like, come speak at my school, come speak at my son's school. And it kind of like started happening. So I just, I applied for a nonprofit, which took like a year, but I just started like speaking at schools and it just became this thing. And I've done like 34 schools and I've tried doing it as much as I could in between my tours and stuff. And I just started speaking at schools. And I think what my the difference to me is that when I was growing up, the people from D.A.R.E. would come or somebody would come and they'd be in a suit mm-hmm. and they'd be kind of preachy at the school. They'd be like, I'm 50 years old and uh, I was a drug addict and I lost, I turned my life around, I lost my family. And I'm like, yo, I'm whatever, 40s and I never tried drinking drugs or alcohol. I look like a tattooed freak. I'm vegan. <laughs> Uh, and like I'm a dad and not uh, not all punk rockers and people with tattoos are scumbags I've been happily married for 24 years like not all musicians are cheaters and, and in rehabs like I, I'm one of them and there's a, a whole bunch more like me out there in the world that live the same lifestyle who inspired me so basically I was just telling my story and I think because I'm in there with a t-shirt I'm just, I'm just a normal dude I'm just like a, a punk rock dad I'm not I'm not their parent I'm not I'm not a police officer I'm not a teacher I'm just a regular dude and I think that's where the connection happened and I haven't done it in a while because what happened was I made a new record and I started touring a lot but mm. I love it I, I miss doing it and I can't wait to do it again and it just became something that it's just so fun and the response and my favorite part is the Q&A after kids asking questions I've been at schools where even after I did a whole PowerPoint for like an hour they'd be like you ain't straight edge like they didn't believe me <laughs> <laughs> just because of how I looked they're like nah you full and then after that they pulled me aside you really never tried drinking or smoking I'm like nah like I respect but even if I tell them my whole life, some of the kids, just because I, when you look like I look and you're a musician, there's, there's so many stereotypes to musicians and people with tattoos. I, I don't know. But anyway, my whole thing was breaking that stereotype and talking about growing up and, you know, this punk rock changed my life in a positive way and showing the positive side of punk rock. Because some people look at punk rock like, oh, the mosh pit, slam dancing, it's violent. And, it, and it's, it's like this is this kind of negative thing about hardcore punk rock that it's like this scary thing when in reality yeah it does look scary and yeah there is some crazy mosh bits and there has been violence but there's so much i've gotten so much positive out of this community more than anything in my life i've got only positive from it and so that's that's the side of i try to show kids about so it's pretty cool that's fucking incredible and that was actually something i wanted to talk about too was like vegan punks are one of my favorite things because everybody (laughs) does kind of always have this preconceived notion or like a preconceived judgment when they when they see a punk like if they're covered in tattoos like you or they got a bunch of piercings or whatever if they look really hardcore but then you you talk to them and they're like oh no yeah i'm a vegan animal rights activist um like i'm I'm pretty straight edge or whatever like i always think that's the dopest thing because it kind of defies this stereotype of like the scary punk or whatever it's like no no actually i'm an activist and stuff i think it's so fucking dope and that's like exactly what you're doing I, i love it yeah, like, like I've never, I've never been in trouble. I've never been arrested. I pay my taxes. I'm like, I'm, I'm just, I'm just like a normal dude. And like, but growing up in New York, taking the subways, like wearing a tank top, like people would like pull their kids away from me, or like I try to give an old lady a seat. She's like, no. They'd be staring at me like I'm a total like I don't know, like a, like a scumbag criminal. I'm like I'm thinking to myself like, man, I never even tried a cigarette. I don't even I don't even eat animals. Like yeah. I'm so like I'm so super emo sensitive like guy. But I, I know. But yeah, I feel like for sure that's, I think now more than ever, like the tattoo TV shows and all that stuff. And it's more of like a mainstream thing and it's kind of normal to have tattoos. But back then it was very, you were like a rebel and you were like, you know what I mean? And before that it was like, 
only people in the military get them and sailors, like even, be, you know, before my time. And I feel like that stereotype has definitely got broken. It's pretty much broken down now, but yeah, for sure. Like you guys are all tatted up. Like you you must be crazy. You yeah. must do crazy stuff. <laughs> now I go to, I go, I go to pig visuals. I, tofu. <laughs> I, I, I go, I go hiking. You I know love I mean? it. Like, it's, That's the best. Like, <laughs> but, but, but for me, tattoos is like, it's how I express myself. I, I didn't have any other vice. Like I wasn't addicted to anything. So tattoos is like how I wore my heart on my sleeve and like how I express myself most of my whole life, you know? So that's, I guess I do wear my heart on my sleeve. And um, yeah, I, I just turned myself into like a walking coloring book. But um, yeah. If that's the worst thing I've done to my body, get to tattoo ink, you know? No, absolutely. And I think that's so cool. I've actually been thinking about I haven't told Uh-oh. I haven't told Uh-oh. my parents. But my parents both have tattoos, so they can't say shit. But um I wanna get <laughs> a tattoo of my rabbit because um or I just really Ooh. wanna get like the outline of my rabbit, um, because she was the reason I went vegan and she oh, that's awesome. She like symbolizes so much for me and she she just means the whole world to me so i i've been thinking about about maybe getting a little tribute to her sometime in the future but that's that's amazing and we know man we know a lot of vegan tattoo artists you'd be good yes um, <laughs> that's cool i mean i've been thinking about it to- i totally back the rabbit because that's a huge symbolism for you and um i think that's awesome my son's like all my friends are hand poking at tattoos in school and they're in the classroom Can I get a i'm like what yes. look at, look at your, i'm like look at your dad you give me you name any tattoo artist i got you when you're 18 but you are not getting some sketchy hand poke tattoo in a classroom are you crazy <laughs> yes no I, i've been there I, I mean i haven't gotten one but like i've i've wit- I witnessed that a lot when i was in school too really that, that shit's gnarly wow. yeah sticking pokes wow. not the way to go um it seems really fucking gnarly but um <laughs> speaking of your son i want to i want to end on this note even though it's not necessarily all about veganism but i just want to talk a bit a little bit about your relationship with your son because we're talking briefly before before we were recording how you know we both have these really special uh father for me daughter and father for you son relationships and um being able to collaborate you, you with your son me with my dad i'm able to do this podcast with my dad and i'm able to to make movies with him and that that means the it's world awesome. to me and i i was telling you i was watching videos of you and your son performing on stage together which i just thought was like the dopest thing in the world that that's i i don't know that just brings me so much joy as as such a punk fan myself and um (laughs) and a musician myself i was like holy fuck that's so cool um what is that like for you being able to do that with your son yeah it's pretty crazy like he um yeah he started playing drums and he was like three years old he got like a bunch of kits and then the the kits gradually got bigger he got bigger and he got better and yeah, he's, he's, he's an incredible drummer. And, um, I forgot how old he was when my wife let me take him on tour, like to Europe. And that was like a big deal to take him with me, my band. I forgot how many years ago that was, but we, it's, we started this thing where like every summer I would plan my European, I mean, every summer there's European festivals and they perfectly come in right when my son gets out of school in June. So like I planned my tours around like the last day of school, maybe June 18th. Like, so I'm like, my son could come with me to Europe for two or three weeks on the bus and it's just so fun. And he's a great drummer and he knows how to play all my songs in my band. I, he's been learning them and hearing them his whole life. 
And so we just started letting them come up on stage in Europe and like rock one song or, or two songs. And then we started throwing them on festivals. Like it'd be like 20,000 people. And I'd be like, Max, come on on stage. And I, I got some videos. I'm going to say some videos. I got videos where he wasn't even flinching. Like he came on stage and did his thing and just... It was just like playing drums, but to turn around on stage and look at your son playing your music and you're playing with your son, it's it's very surreal. It's And I don't, maybe I'm not in the moment about it. When I see it after I get emo looking at it, like you, like you told me, yeah. But like when you're in the moment, you're like, holy shit, this is my, you're like, this is just a great drummer, but oh shit, it's my son too. And he's killing this song. And, and then it's like this father son moment. And, and to Max, he's like, oh, I'm just playing with my dad. But I'm like, yo, you're playing with your dad, but there's like, you're at a festival with like 20,000 people. It doesn't phase him. He's just on stage with me. We have this connect. I don't know. It's very amazing. And I'm very lucky to be able to take my son on tour and have it land in the summer and him come on stage and rock. And like, it's become the thing where like now kids are asking for me, like, what song is he going to play now? Like, maybe we should change up a song because he's played this song, nothing to prove like every time. So I had him on other songs, but yeah, it's, it's, it's phenomenal. He's played in South America. He's played all over Europe with us. Um, he's played in Japan with us. He's like, and that's the thing about having one kid, which I, you know, if I could have had like a boy and a girl and, and I would have done it if I was guaranteed, but to have one kid and be able to like take him on tour and travel, it, it's so easy. And like, I'm just very lucky that my wife trusts me enough to take our son across seas and uh, she's flown out medicine a couple of times. But yeah, it, it's incredible. I'm so proud of him, what kind of drumming he's becoming. He has his own band called Rend. They're playing shows. My brother just produced their record. Tim Armstrong just produced one of their songs. And like, oh my God. he has his own. I yeah, worked has, with like, Tim. You did? Yeah, I my band recorded a song with Tim at the at the at boat. The, at the boat. <laughs> <laughs> He's the best. That's like one of my closest friends. Shout out to Tim Armstrong, amazing producer, fucking genius. Um, so yeah, the boat's incredible. Anyway, he did a song. Anyway, yeah, it's amazing to play music with the sun. And I was so bummed because we I was supposed to be in Europe right now for twenty two shows, oh. these amazing festivals, and that got moved. And Max was super stoked about it. And on my 50th birthday in April, I had my band, I had a sold out show in New York for my 50th and I had my son's band flying out to play with us oh, and it got canceled. No. Was, yes. That's so the bomb. worst. I mean, life will return one day, but that's so cool. No, that No, no it will. It will I want to check out your band too. I, I got to check out your band also. Oh, thanks. I mean, we're, well, we're kind of on a hiatus right now during the, during the weird COVID times, but um, we did record with Tim, which is so funny in such a small How, world. It's so sick, right? It, it was, oh my God, I loved it. Every time I pass it, I'm like, oh, I want to go back and make something else. <laughs> yeah. Let me guess why you passed there. Are you on your way to Magpies? Yes. Magpies? Yes. Yo. Yo. <laughs> Magpies is the shit. The corn almond. Oh, oh my god, my god. the be- it's oh my god and we, the pies the, the pies, pies are insane out of this world we order from magpies a lot dude like a lot <laughs> but, but that's so cool he did tim armstrong that studio has so much history tim's a freaking genius um are, are you a big rancid fan i am yeah so when i was a kid well not a kid well you might i don't know what what year was that i don't know they put me in their video i'm like the main dude in the time bomb video you ever seen that video of the kid running through the video with the skateboard and oh the tank God. top. That's so when you go back awesome. and watch it, that, that's me. That's me in my 20s. And my wife, Moon's in there, too. I'm running down the street. They chase me with a baseball bat. And I run by and look at my wife as I run by. And we were just dating at that time. 
It's pretty surreal. That's um, so that's a, fucking cool. <laughs> that's some history for you. But I want to talk about you and your dad. It's so inspiring to me. I don't know the whole story. But I know what I know is that your dad survived a heart attack and you inspired him to change his diet. He lost crazy weight, turned his life around. And that's because of you. And we were both talking how my whole family are vegans, me and my brothers and their wives and their children. And my mom is so stubborn in her freaking old school way that she hasn't changed yet. But it, it's so amazing to me that you inspired your pops to turn his life around. That And that means so much about your relationship, how much he loved. I just, it's incredible. Like, my question to you is, was he very supportive of you vegan before he went vegan? No, um, <laughs> no, he was not. Um, he did not understand what I was doing when I first went vegan. He more just like kind of pitied me because he felt bad because he was like, Oh man, this is going to be really hard for you. This is going to suck. But I, I, I kept doing it and I was proving him wrong. And, um, he was actually the last person in my family to eat meat. Uh, my mom has been vegetarian for basically my whole life. And, oh, that's amazing. Yeah, no, it's, it's fucking dope. She, she hasn't eaten meat in so long. And then m miraculously, my grandparents, my like 70 year old grandparents who live with us, um, about two years ago, over two years ago now. No. Yeah. Maybe like, wow. Sorry. I'm having a moment. I, maybe they've been vegetarian for like four years now. Oh God. Wow. Time goes fucking fast. Um, <laughs> cause they, they were, cause my dad's been vegan for about, um, over two years now so my grandparents must yeah. have been vegetarian for like four years but they just called me up out of the blue one day and were like because they were they were living half the time with us and half the time they were living at their house in hawaii actually which was really cool <laughs> um, that's awesome yeah the, no they were living their absolute best life uh now they live with us most of the time <laughs> but they they called me up out of the blue and they were like we've been vegetarian for like a week we haven't eaten meat um wow just, we finally heard what you you've been saying it, it, it was such a huge surprise to me because i never would imagine that they would give up meat and so that happened and that was just incredible but then my dad kept eating meat uh, for a while and like it was thanksgiving and nobody else was eating meat my dad really insisted upon having his turkey and i got so fucking offended and i was like everybody else isn't eating meat like i can't i yeah it's so and i you got, took it personal yeah i yeah. took it personal and like yeah obviously you can eat meat do your thing it's everybody's individual choice but like there's something quite offensive to me about seeing a carcass of an animal in front of me <laughs> like yeah the turkey on thanksgiving in that that's something that personally offends me um especially just to have like it's just our family four out of the five of us Exactly. Not eating it. Like, I, I yeah. don't want to have to be forced to look at this fucking bird's dead carcass. Like, I really yep. don't. Yep. It's hard and it's like, it's upsetting and it's, it's just brings up so much pain. And he got really shitty about it and he didn't end up having like a full ass turkey, but like he, he had slices of turkey or whatever you call it. And we got in a huge fight over it and it was a really, wow. like, it was really tough. And then, he had his heart attack and at that point i was kind of like 
okay, well, yeah, I'm not going to really give you a choice. Like you, you have to go vegan for at least like two months. Otherwise, I mean, actually not, there's no otherwise you have to go vegan for two months or like, I'm going to fucking yeah. lose my shit. Yeah. Um, and so he had his last piece of meat in the hospital, actually, uh, right wow. after he had a heart, his heart attack, they gave him I think it was turkey or chicken, and I was, like, flipping my fucking shit. <laughs> um, I was so pissed that they would give that to him. But that was the last time he had he, he had meat, and ever since then, he's been vegan. So That's incredible, man. So you inspired your grandparents and then your dad. That's, that's so cool, man. Thank you. I mean, I'm, I'm so stoked, and my whole household is meatless and my boyfriend yeah. lives with us too and he's pescatarian so he's on his way but it's uh it's really like powerful and really meaningful for me to to be part of a family that does share the same views and uh, about you know animal rights and veganism as me and I, yeah you did and you did that you you led by example exactly what i'm talking about you you did that you inspired them that's freaking you. so powerful like that, that like that. That's how it's supposed to happen, man. I really feel like that. Like it. Unfortunately, it took that happened to your pops to like really like realize that. But I mean, I think it's I think it's incredible. I love what you're doing. I I appreciate it. And you're like a young voice for the animals. You use your platform very well. Yeah, it's good. I, I love that. I love that. We need more young people being passionate and passionate, positive and and awesome about it. You know what I mean? And all and like you're so honest with your shit. You know, so many people appreciate that, Harley. So many people appreciate your honesty on there you know what i mean like all that shit you're doing is very inspiring but yeah man we cover a lot of do we cover did i talk too much did we cover a lot of stuff no you did not talk too much i i i could talk all day long about this type of stuff yeah. i love it yeah. so much but thank you so yeah. much for being here and for talking of to course. me and for spreading your positive message and that's what everybody needs more of right now. So thank you so much for your thank positive you. attitude and for being here on Vegan Abattoir. Oh, they got a thing going on like we got a thing going on. Yeah, it's um, really nice. Except they'll probably make more money. We're doing a free podcast. They're up there fucking man, 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 That's man. True. <laughs> back to back. We're father and son. It's uh, it it is very um. Uh, we said it before, but like it's veganism and punk rock. I'm, you know, I'm not going to say every punker is vegan, but there are a bunch, man. And I wonder if it's just like, you know, you're, I'm, I, the, you're kind of enlightened when you're a punk, right? Mm -hmm. Enlightened as much as you're like, I'm not going to fucking listen to the, what I'm fucking fed. I ain't no sheeple. I'm a think for myself. And you know, if you live in a world where everyone's like, fucking eat meat, you dummy It's good for you. Have a burger and shit. And your mentality is like, I'm going to fucking think for myself. And you do a little bit of independent study. You know, you could be like, this is one more thing. The fucking establishment is trying to jam down my throat. Well, I ain't eating it anymore, buddy, because I could come quats. Oh, vegan ass. That was so aggressive. Very aggro. What a great interview, man. You're doing great. Thanks. Be honest. Which part of the show do you like more? This part of the interview part. Control. Um, <laughs> I I definitely feel more professional when doing the interviews. Is that right? Yes. Nobody, no, the other person you're talking to generally doesn't sing '80s hits at you throughout the I mean, interview. Not not yet, <laughs> but I don't know what will happen. Um, we got a slate of guests uh, coming up, man, including some more like celebrity vegans. Ooh. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> 
Um, and speaking of celebrity, by the time this airs, let me see. There'll be one more episode of Celebrity Show Off, so they'll be able to watch maybe the final episode. Oh if yeah, because this goes up on Friday. Yeah, yes, so yes. Neat. Um, if you're interested in seeing Harley act, mm-hmm. you can check out Celebrity Show I'm Off. Not really acting though. Yeah, you are. I'm playing myself. You you play yourself in name only, but you're nothing like that character. How am I nothing like that character? It's me. <laughs> because you're because uh, you're always like uh, you know like um, choose your words wisely. I was gonna say because you're always like Austin's always right, but you are like that in real life. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a fan of Austin. Yeah, no doubt. I'm a big Austin fan. I gotta have a talk with that kid and be like, enjoy it, because what happens is they grow up to be like her mom. <laughs> they don't like it anymore. <laughs> Not as much as they did back then. Um, what a great time, man! Fucking vegan abattoir episode seven with the unnecessary curse right there up front. Seven's um, my favorite number. Is it? Mm-hmm. Um, it's a magic number. I want to get married on October 7th, 2023. I'm putting it out there. All right. So hold on. We haven't reached October 2020. So that's three years and two months from now. Mm-hmm. 36, 38 months from now. Mm-hmm. Countdown's on, kids. You tell your, tell your man about this? Yeah. You should be telling me or a bunch of strangers your plans. You shouldn't be He's aware. Um, how adorable. Look at that, man. Veganism leads to marriage. So it's a Good argument to never become vegan later. Hey. No. <laughs> Embrace it. Uh, there it is. Wow. I, well, I got to quick fucking get off mic and go talk to your mother and be like, did you hear? <laughs> in 38 months, it will be official. <laughs> yeah, news for you. Everyone in this house consider you, you two married anyway. So I feel married. Um, it'll just Emotionally be a married. piece of paper and a fucking very expensive dress at that point are you gonna get like a dopey fucking expensive dress or would you get like i'm gonna go thrift store man i'm gonna hold my shit together with pins it's gonna be made of an old whole shirt it's gonna say courtney love rules on the back (laughs) my veil is gonna be made from fucking tears of motherfuckers write bad reviews of me and my fucking package that part's accurate (laughs) (laughs) but the dress (laughs) i'd like a vintage wedding dress really i mean vintage like, like from the 80s? I mean... So it's like no, parachute pants? maybe not. <laughs> zippers all over the place? No, no. I might skip the 80s, but... Maybe those glasses that have like fucking sides on them, little, little leather <laughs> patches on the side maybe with a not band that. around the back? I might skip that. Right. Um, but or classic like, you know, fucking 20s. Yeah. Like hey, a classic. What's a fucking century old? You mean an antique dress is what <laughs> yeah. you're looking for? Something that, I don't why know. Why don't you borrow that one from the Haunted Mansion with the fucking dead bride? Yeah, I want that one. That kind of dress? Yeah. Um, would you put the special effect under it with the fucking beating heart and shit? <laughs> yeah, that's how I want to look <laughs> when I get married. You like Disney World? I can't, Disneyland, I can't imagine. What if Disney was just like, we'll get married here and we'll shoot the whole thing and put it on one of our dopey Disney Channel shows? Absolutely. <clears throat> you didn't even fucking think. No. <laughs> I'm, are you kidding? Why is that a question? You can't get married at Disneyland. You know that. I know. Austin doesn't want that, though. Oh. The first fight. <laughs> a disagreement. A Disney disagreement. It's a big disagreement. I got to tell him, you're going to get three of those in your life, buddy. That's your first one. <laughs> if you diss Disney two more times it's not gonna be good for him oh yeah sure fucking the I, mirror will mirror mirror will come alive and fucking 
she turns into a giant dragon and <laughs> I would though. Or a giant octopus lady on the deck of the boat. Hey, like, no. Which one? The dragon? No, I'd rather I'd rather be Maleficent. I'd rather The dragon. Yeah. I don't um, want to be Ursula. She's pretty cool, but I I mean she's awesome. She's got the better she's got a song. Melissa doesn't have a song. She's like, I'm old. She has nothing. The other one's like Oh, and <laughs> I don't know those words. Obviously, <laughs> she's like, oh, souls. Jimmy James. <laughs> woo, woo, woo. That's what she's. <laughs> that's what Ursula says. <laughs> yes. I can't wait till we can go to Disneyland again and then we can do an episode about the vegan food at Disneyland. <laughs> Said the Disney princess. It just spilled out of her. Tralala, can't wait to go back to Disneyland so we can talk about the vegan's food. Do you know that I watch Disney vlogs every day? I hear it. Like, you know, when you go upstairs to make food and shit, I'm hearing somebody going like, oh my God, the opening was great today, man. The lines were long and I got big and look at my new ears. Look at these ears. I have a problem. You do. I have a big problem. I always, I, well, like, whenever I see those, uh, I'm like, why, who likes it <laughs> this much? And then I fucking hear it echoing throughout my house. And I'm like, well, there's one. There's one freak. <laughs> did you know they're bringing the rat at Dewey Ride? <laughs> yeah, actually, though, I did just watch a vlog about that. the Ratatouille Ride in Paris. <laughs> <laughs> did you go to Disneyland Paris? Did you go on the Ratatouille Ride? Because you were, she was at Disneyland Paris once we were in it France. It was my, on my birthday. I think it was on my 17th birthday. Were we in Edinburgh and then we went to Paris? Or yeah. Was that a different trip? No, that was, the, that was the same trip. We were in, yeah. And then we also stayed in Paris. Yeah. Yes. At that yeah, house. yeah, yeah. All right. So, yes, I was over there for the Edinburgh Film Festival, which was awesome. And uh, and Harley was there too because it was yoga hosers. Mm-hmm. And the Scots were so nice about being like, "Yeah, it's yoga hosers, but still, you can come." Aye. And we got to go. <laughs> Holy fuck! <laughs> Cut that. And then, uh, <laughs> and then we got to uh, go there. And while we were there, it wasn't the, like maybe we took a flight or a train or something. I guess a flight. Or maybe I think a train. We, I think we took a because it's on the same land. I think we took it? a train. Yeah, yeah. We went to France, went to Paris, and so. Harley, was that Olivia? Yeah. Went to Disneyland Paris. And um, did you go on Ratatouille? It was it was a, a race against time because Olivia Olivia has an obsession with Ratatouille, and I really like it too, right. as do you. And yeah, I love Ratatouille. It's, it's pretty fantastic. But we found out that there was a Ratatouille ride and a Ratatouille-themed restaurant like 20 minutes before the park was closed. And so food went out the, we did not get to have the ratatouille restaurant you didn't no did you go to the ratatouille ride yeah I, i'm pretty sure you also went on the ratatouille ride i was never going <gasps> oh ride. no you left because it was yeah. raining and you were grumpy i wasn't grumpy my date was grumpy <laughs> um, but i wanted to go on the ratatouille ride because they had that ride where they don't have it anyplace else they don't have it in disney world or disneyland they don't but i think they're bringing it they're somewhere. bringing it here from what i've read or what i've heard overheard on a disney blog playing loudly through the kitchen <laughs> no i don't know what you're hi friends about. this is skippy and this is <laughs> diz today that's what it sounds like I totally <laughs> um they're bringing the Ratatouille ride from France, the most magical place in Southern California, ladies and gentlemen. Disneyland's going to have Ratatouille. Let's look at a clip. 
okay. <laughs> it feels void in my life. <laughs> uh, believe me, whoever's hosting that video, I'm sure could fucking make fun of me for Fat Man Beyond. They're like, you do the same thing with comics, you jerk. And I'm like, shut up. It's <laughs> <laughs> that was when we were there. That was the first <laughs> month that I was vegan in France. Mm-hmm. Ah, way. You went no, easy to go vegan in France. Fuck, nothing to eat. <laughs> so it, was, it was so difficult. I think I definitely messed up a few times while I was there. Did you? Mm-hmm. That what? was the only time I ever With messed cheese up. Cheese or something? Yeah. Um, because I remember we ate on the quasette. Mm-hmm. You know, like the big strip right there. Mm-hmm. Um, that yeah. was back when I was just like big and what are you crazy? That sounds so hard. I'm giving that meat. <laughs> In Scotland, they had every single morning. I had vegetarian haggis. Yes, I remember that. Now in England, when I was just there for um, uh, Jane Saw and Bob reboot, like over right before Christmas, uh-huh. um, before the whole world, before they locked Americans out of <laughs> yeah. Europe and, and the UK particularly, um, the uh, they they've got like a, a like vegan breakfast sausage, like mm-hmm. in, the, in like one of the main places where everybody goes and shit. There's there's veganism all over. It's awesome. Yeah. I really miss vegetarian haggis, which I'm pretty sure haggis is just a cow's stomach. It is. So I don't know what the vegetarian version or vegan version is, but I had it every day and it was good. They're like, it's not a cow's stomach. This one's a sheep's stomach. That's what makes it vegetarian. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was good. Three years ago. Four years ago. (laughs) It was four years ago. (laughs) Um, well, there it is, kids. We've now continued to not slaughter enough misinformation. <laughs> Today, no misinformation. Well, maybe a little. Maybe uh, you and Toby slaughtered a little misinformation. You and I, not, not at, at all. all. Wow. wow. We said it in, in unison. Jinx, you owe me a Coke. You can't drink Coke, Dad. It's not vegan. <laughs> what do you mean Coke's not vegan? It's not. You owe me it a It is Beyond made vegan. in the bladder. Of a cab. <laughs> is Coke vegan? It's got to be, right? It's just sugar and water. I never drink Coke, so I don't know, but I have to assume. Me neither. It just has a bunch of other bad stuff for you in it. Uh, yeah. Well, let's not get on their dick. They might be a sponsor one day. Okay. Never mind. We love Coke. a <laughs> <laughs> girl. Uh, there it is, folks. Hopefully you've fucking learned a little thing or two. God, I got to stop cursing. Just in case there's some... 13 year old vegan out there who's just like is it safe to be vegan i'm like hey motherfucker like "Ah, i'll never be vegan i'll never (laughs) want to chase him away scare him away (laughs) that tough boy's a vegan tough boy (laughs) (laughs) the vegan abattoir i'm kevin smith and i'm harley quinn smith get out of our vegan abattoir